0: Anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Johnson Wax Program with Fever McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music and directed by Frank Pittman. With music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Don't forget to send in for the beautiful personal car initials we're mailing to listeners who buy Johnson's Car New. You'll be doing yourself a good turn two ways when you take advantage of this unusual offer. You'll not only discover what a wonderful, easy-to-use car polish Johnson's Car New is, it actually cleans and polishes your car in one application. You'll also receive two sets of your own personal decal initials to set off your newly polished car. Believe me, these car initials are really smart. They're tastefully designed and easy to apply. Each letter is half an inch high and finished in a beautiful gold color that goes perfectly with any color car. And here's the only way you can get these specially designed car initials. It's easy. Just get some Johnson's car new from your dealer. Then send the sales slip or the name of the dealer from whom you bought your car new together with a stamped self-addressed envelope to Fibber McGee and Molly, Racine, Wisconsin. If you live in Canada, address your request for initials to Fibber McGee and Molly, Brantford, Ontario. Here are the simple instructions again. Just buy some Johnson's car new. Then send the sales slip, together with a stamped, self-addressed envelope, to Fibber McGee and Molly, Racine, Wisconsin. It's a pretty exciting prospect when a fellow you loaned money to years ago wants to come and pay you a visit. Particularly when the fellow you loaned the money to is now a millionaire. And you are still Fibber McGee and Bali.
2: Who did you say this man was, dearie, that you got the letter from?
1: Homer Vickery. Ever hear of the Vickery Vacuum Cleaner Corporation? Yes. Any relation? Any relation. Are you kidding? Homer owns it. Plug, oh. nozzle, and bag. Yeah. He's got more dough than Senator Taff has got ambitions. Well, <laughs>
2: uh, what does he want to see you about?
1: Oh, didn't I tell you? No. Well, years ago, I and Homer used to sell vacuum cleaners together, door to door, together. Oh. And one day, I loaned Homer some money. He made a down payment on a correspondence course and studied night and day, and now he owns the whole company. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: How much did you loan him?
1: Three dollars. <laughs>
2: Three dollars?
1: Yep. Oh, it wasn't so much the three bucks as it was my faith in him. Yeah? He figured if the tightest guy in Peoria had that much confidence in him, he had to justify it.
2: (laughs) Well, you think he'll offer you a job?
1: I don't think so. Homer knows how I hate work. <laughs> Probably want to hand me a few thousand shares of stock. It's worth about 90 bucks a share, so 10,000 shares would be almost a million. Oh, boy, oh, boy, a 1000000 Uh-oh, maybe, maybe that's Homer now. My gosh, a million bucks. I hope he brought cash because
2: now, I am Now, now, relax, dearie. Hmm? Let's not count our chickens till we lay a few more eggs.
3: <laughs>
2: Just a few come more. in. Hello there, kid. Oh, it's the old-timer, McGee. Do come in, Mr. Old-timer.
1: Hi, old-timer. I thought you were somebody else. Who? <laughs> well, we were expecting an old friend of mine, old-timer. He's at a hotel downtown right I
4: now. I stayed at a hotel once, yeah. back east. Didn't like it. Can't tell me it's healthy sleeping in a building with 2,000 other people, all strangers. <laughs> no hotels for me, kids. It's too disturbing.
2: Disturbing? What happened? Couldn't you blow out the light?
4: I didn't try, daughter. I threw a boot at it.
2: <laughs>
4: and I left a call for 6 a.m. so I could catch a train.
2: Well, uh, did they call you at 6? A.m., yep. Right
4: on the nose, daughter. Well, sir, I leaps out from under the bed. Out from under the bed? Why didn't you sleep on the bed? Thing had a fancy cover on to it. I didn't want to muss it up. Oh. Well, sir, I rushed across the room to shave. They had a big picture of George Washington hanging onto the wall. I thought it was a looking glass. Took a look at it and says to myself, Criminy, I says, they woke up the wrong man. <laughs> yep. Went back to sleep and I missed my train.
3: <laughs>
2: well, it's a good thing it wasn't a picture of General Grant. You'd have had a terrible time with those whiskers.
4: That's <laughs> uh, pretty good, daughter, but that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> One individual says to t'other individual, Hey, he says, I see your brother got elected dog catcher. Congratulations. What are you talking about? interrogates the second individual. My brother wasn't elected anything. That's peculiar, he ejaculates the first character. He told me how to get up early tomorrow and catch a greyhound. <laughs> I just stopped in to do you kids a favor.
1: What are you going to do?
4: Leave. See you in October,
3: Chris. <laughs>
2: Rugged old character, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he got some rugged old jokes, too. <laughs>
2: hey,
1: I wonder if I got enough cigars around here in case old Homer wants to smoke.
2: Well, if you're referring to your regular brand, I think one will be enough for Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's using vacuum cleaner bags for lungs. <laughs>
1: <Thank you. laughs> Main thing is I want to make a good impression on him, so if he feels like making me general manager of the vacuum cleaner company, I'll be <laughs> Oh
2: heavenly days, you suppose that's your friend now, dearie?
1: Definitely. I never heard our doorbell sound so much like a cash register before. <laughs> Come in. Homer! McGee! Well, if this isn't a treat, Homer, long time no see.
2: Stop coining phrases, McGee, and introduce your friend.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah, excuse me. Uh, Mrs. McGee, this is Homer Vickery.
2: Uh, How do you do, I'm sure.
5: Mrs. McGee, this is a great pleasure, a great pleasure indeed. It's quite obvious that you two are happily married. (laughs) I have a little motto on the wall of my office that says... Nothing improves a horse's neck like putting him in double harness.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's a very wise observation, Homer. By George, you haven't changed a bit, old man. little grayer around the head and a little greener around the pockets, but the same old Homer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sit down, Mr. Vickery. Uh, I'm sure you and McGee have a lot to talk about.
1: Thank you. Rather a
5: luxury for me to sit down. Always on the go, you know. It's the busy bee that gathers the honey. Yeah, that's one of my mottos. Another one is, if you want to know whether a man is going places, study his map. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I always say myself, Homer. I can see why you got to be a big shot. I never thought when I loaned you that three bucks that got you started that you'd parlay it into a fortune. Not that I ever worried about that loan. Not for one minute, no sir. Well, I appreciate your confidence, McGee.
5: I meant to get in touch with you for years, but somehow Judge I... Homer,
1: I knew you'd remember it eventually. Never gave it a thought myself. Completely slipped my mind. Well. Why, on that rainy afternoon of May 17th, 1927... <laughs> When you stood there in your shiny blue serge suit with the brown shoes and the maroon necktie <laughs> in front of the vacuum cleaner office and put the sleeve on me at 3.16 p.m. for three bucks <laughs> so you could sign up for that correspondence course that you read about on page 125 of Popular Mechanics. <laughs> and I forked over a $1 bill and a $2 bill, serial number A34687, <laughs> I just considered that a friendly gesture. Put it completely out of my mind. I knew I'd get it back with interest.
2: And that is from a man who can't even remember his own wedding anniversary. Did you boys really sell a lot of vacuum cleaners?
5: Well, we'd have sold more if I'd understood production and sales methods like I do now, Mrs. McGee. But the man has to start somewhere, you know. I have a motto on the wall of my office about that. It says, people don't look up to a balloon just because it's full of hot air. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) You said it, Homer. Homer. Remember how we canvassed the town with them vacuum cleaners? Yes, you took the flats and apartments, and I took the bungalows. Yeah, and I'll bet I set foot in every flat in that town. Flatfoot McGee, I was known as in that day. <laughs> Oh dear. Flatfoot McGee, the foxiest fellow who ever forced his peerless floor shimes in the front door of a fifth floor flat and flung a fistful of floor on a frozen-faced female's fancy 14-foot fluff rug. Flattering, fluttering, frails and fawning over their foolish families, feeling fine and full of fortitude, a salesman devoid of fraudulent trickery, founding a fortune for Homer P. Courage. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and
0: across the alley from the Alamo.
5: course, during the war, the Vickery Vacuum Cleaner Corporation converted to war production. Our motto was, on to victory with Vickery.
1: What did you do during the war, McGee? Who, me? I was an air raid warden, Homer. (laughs) And I saved
3: fats.
1: (laughs) Yes, I see you did. (laughs) Show Homer my air raid warden's helmet, Molly.
2: It's on the back porch, dearie. I'm growing geraniums in it. You know what Dr. Gamble said? He said that helmet was finally holding something sensible. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, what did your plant make during the war, Homer? Ma- uh, machine guns? No, no, we made corset stays for elderly
5: admirals. <laughs> Got the Navy for a two with a citation. The citation said, Without Vickery corset stays, we could not have held the front. <laughs>
2: That's when the Navy took a lacing and liked it.
1: (laughs) Getting back to us, Homer, who'd ever have thought that when we were slugging vacuum cleaners in the old days that we'd be sitting here now, the two of us? Rich and happy. You rich and me happy. (laughs) Yes, and I've
5: often wondered how I could best repay you for that loan, McGee. I finally decided... Oh, for
1: the... What timing?
6: Come in. Hi, mister.
1: Oh, (laughs) it's you, teeny.
6: Yeah, I was... Ooh! Oh, company, hi.
1: Hello, little girl. Mr. Vickery, this is Teeny.
6: Hi, Mr. Dickory.
5: Vickery, little
6: girl. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Dickery, like in Hickory Dickory Doc, The mouse ran up the clock. The clock was on a sock, and the man that was ran it was kind of tickled about it. <laughs> uh, well. I know another one too. Mary had a little lamb, and then she had some more. The waiter charged her double, and that made Mary sore. <laughs>
3: yeah. Like.
6: Okay. Oh, Hey, 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 hey.
1: Never mind all that now, sis. I I don't like to be rude, but Mrs. McGee and Mr. Victory and I were talking.
6: Oh, oh, well, that's okay, mister. You go right ahead. I like to hear people talk. (laughs) Oh, you do, eh? Yes, I... Hmm?
1: I said you do, eh? Do what? Like to hear people.
6: Like to hear people what?
1: Talk, talk.
6: Okay. Mary, Mary, (laughs) (laughs) quite (laughs) contrary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary, how does your garden look? The catalog seeds turned out to be wheat, so I planted the darned old book. <laughs> Another one. Four and twenty blackbirds.
5: Uh, excuse me, little girl.
6: Baked in a pie, hmm?
3: <laughs>
5: I find your rhymes quite amusing, but I do have business to discuss with Mr. McGee. Will you excuse us?
6: Oh, oh, sure, Mr. Victory. You go right ahead. Four and twenty blackbirds baked
1: that's uh, in... Teeny. Hmm? Look, sis, take a potter, will you? Scrams. Here's 50 cents. Run down to Kramer's drugstore and buy a soda.
6: Okay. Here's 25 cents change. You're spoiling me. <laughs> Good job, everybody.
1: Ah, lovely, child. Now,
2: what was I... Uh, you were
1: just saying you wondered how you could pay back that loan, Homer. Now, if I were you... Uh, McGee? Huh?
2: Why do you just, uh... Why don't you just let Mr. Victory, uh, handle this thing in his own way? Huh? I'm sure he's accustomed to making bigger decisions than that.
5: Absolutely. I never fumble for a decision. Right or wrong, I make one. Shoe shine boy came into my office one day. Light or dark polish, Mr. Vickery asked. Dark, I said instantly. Never even looking up for my work. Uh, What if it did ruin a pair of white sports shoes? (laughs) The fact remains that I was... Hello, Foss.
0: Oh, uh,
1: sorry. Didn't know you had company. Oh, uh, hi, Junior.
2: Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Come in. This is Mr. Vickery, uh, Miss Wilcox. Hello, How do you do, Vickery? Mr.
1: Wilcox. Homer's president of the Vickery Vacuum Cleaner Company, Jr., and we were just talking about a little oh, business.
0: Oh, wonderful. I know your product very well, Mr. Vickery. Please. You may have heard of my company, too. Everyone has. S.C. Johnson and son, makers of Johnson's self-polishing glow Oh, yes. You're with glow I am.
2: You don't have to be here long to find that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you and I should know each other, Mr. Vickery. With your product keeping housewives' rugs nice and clean, and my product giving their linoleum floor coverings that bright, gleaming shine that tells the world theirs is a well kept house yes I have a motto on the wall of my office that says no coat shines as it dries without any rubbing or buffing at all Well, I didn't mean That's it. what makes it so easy for the housewife, and so popular. Yeah, but, Junior, don't you see We' You simply tr- pour a little out, spread it around to the long-handled apply, yeah, Mr. Pickery, let it dry for 20 minutes or less to a handsome, glistening finish. That way you see... L- uh, look, waxy. Yes, pal. <laughs> Can you take this matter up later? Sure. How much later?
2: About October 7th.
0: I'll make a note of it. See you then.
5: a nice chap. I know his company quite well. Yeah, great outfit. Wilcox is a little gabby, but the company's okay. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, by the way, McGee, I'm going to have to leave you pretty soon, but before I go, I've got an envelope in my
1: pocket I want to give you. <laughs> uh, you mean, I, I hope you... Well, I wouldn't want you to feel that you had to do anything big for me now. Homer. Well, I think this envelope will make you very... Come in, come in, come in.
2: Oh, it's his honor, the mayor. Do come in, Mr. Mayor.
1: Yeah, come in, Latrivia. Oh, thank you both.
3: Oh, am I... Intrigued? Not
2: at all, Mr. Mayor. You're just in time for tea. This is Mr. Vickery, an old friend of McGee's, Your Honor. Mr. Vickery, his honor, uh, Mayor Latrivia. It's a pleasure. How
5: do you do? Uh, Molly, did you say tea? I'd love it.
2: Good. I was just about to make some. Fine.
5: I've just come from a bit of squash at the athletic club, and I've got an appetite. Uh,
2: From what at the athletic club, Your Honor?
5: Squash. You know, I find a little squash in the afternoon gives me a great appetite for dinner.
1: (laughs) Boy, that's as horrible a thought as I ever heard. (laughs) A little squash in the afternoon. I can't even stand the stuff at dinner.
5: (laughs) I don't know why. Squash is wonderful for the circulation, McGee. You ought to try it sometime. Either singles or doubles.
2: Oh, doubles. He never had a second helping in his life. Or a first either, if he could help it.
5: I think I'm a little bit confused. How do they fix squash at your athletic club, Mr. Mayor? Is it some special way? No, I think it's the same every place. Most of us have our own special racket part, of course.
1: <laughs> you do, eh? I used to have a great little racket when I ate in cafeterias, Trivia. Used to butter a dill pickle and pass it off as a banana. <laughs> Saved over 90 cents in three months. What's your racket?
5: There seems to be a slight misunderstanding (laughs) here. I was referring to a squash racket.
1: Yes, yes,
2: we know. McGee had his banana and dill pickle racket, and you (laughs) had your squash racket. (laughs) How do you work it?
1: I don't work it. It's a game. Only till they catch you at it, (laughs) boy. The day they found me buttering a dill pickle was the most embarrassing half hour Please, please. Now, wait a minute. What is this, anyhow? I said... Maybe I can
5: help here, Mr. Mayor. There seems to be some mix-up. Yeah. Maybe if you explain how they... how they serve squash at the club, it might help... Serve it? Serve it? Why, it's served exactly like tennis. You throw it up in the air and smash it with
1: a forehand drive. (laughs) That's for me, boy. Smash it right in the cook's push. (laughs) If there's any of it left, I'd rub it in his hair. (laughs) Oh, stop it. You vote very well. I mean, you know very well I'm talking
5: about goosh as a squint. Huh? And not rack as a foodie. A food is a racket. When I mention the name of gosh, the game of squish... Oh, now, 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 (laughs) now. Mr. Mayor, don't get excited.
1: Here, sit down here.
2: He does this all the time, Mr. Vickery.
1: Yeah, take it easy, Latreff. We're not crowding you. Relax. Now, you were saying?
2: He was saying that squash is not a food, and while I disagree with him... I
1: didn't is... say anything of such. Huh? I mean, I didn't
5: make any such ridiculous dickment What? We do give it rules. <laughs> when McGee said he pickled a banana, <laughs> uh, buttered a squash here. No. ear, no. cast a squish <laughs> I mean, I never say to eat a squish, play a squick, squeeze, <laughs>
3: squeeze, hug, <laughs> <scudged, laughs>
5: McGee? (laughs) Yes? Is it true that your broadcasting season is over until autumn?
2: Uh, Yes, it is, Mr. Mayor. Fred Waring comes on for Johnson's next week. Are you a music lover?
5: No, I'm a comedian hater. Good day. (laughs) Good day. Excitable chap, isn't he?
2: He didn't even stay for tea.
5: Oh, I'm afraid I can't stay either, Mrs. McGee. Thank you, anyway. Hey, now, don't rush away, Homer. My gosh, we got a
1: lot of unfinished business. Oh, yes, we
5: have, haven't we? It's About that loan, you mean. <laughs> well, I'm not the man to leave details dangling in the air. I have a little memo on the wall of my office that says, See Mr. Kriegmeyer Thursday at 4. Know what that means?
2: I haven't the slightest idea.
5: Me either, Homer. Me either. That memo's been there for three months, and I can't remember what was all <laughs> about. Now then, McGee. Yes, Homer, yes, 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 Homer. Here's an envelope. You'll find your three dollars in there, of course. And a little something more. Oh, Homer, I got... Oh, he shouldn't have done it. Oh, open this after I leave, McGee. I don't want to be embarrassed by gratitude. All I can say is that you helped me over a rough spot. I hope this will help you.
1: Goodbye, my boy. Goodbye, Homer. Old friend. Kind old friend.
2: Goodbye, Mr. Vickery.
1: Goodbye, Mrs. McGee. So long, Homer. Oh, baby, call the bond town and see how late you can buy a mink coach. Uh,
2: McGee now.
1: Huh? He said
2: not to open the envelope till he left.
1: Well, has he left?
2: A long time ago. Open it up
1: quick. Oh, <laughs> well, here's my three bucks, all right. And here's a...
2: A bond? Hmm. Uh, a check? McGee, please, what is it?
1: It's a... It's a wall motto. <laughs> says, as you go along through life, no matter what your goal, keep your eye upon the donut and not upon the hole.
2: <laughs> you were right, dearie. Huh? He shouldn't have done
0: it. No. Bill <laughs> Molly will be back in just a moment. Now the king's men sing by the watermelon vine. Lindy, 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 ain't you coming up tonight? Lindy, 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 you're as sweet
5: as sugar cane. Lindy, 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 while the moon is shining bright. Lindy, 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 let's go walking in the lane. There's nobody looking only Mr. Moon. Must you keep me waiting till tomorrow morning? You meet me
3: by the water. Man,
1: water man. Hey, Molly, did you put out the milk bottles and lock the windows? Yes,
2: dearie. You seem to be pretty cheerful for a man who just lost a fortune a few hours ago.
1: Uh, I never really expected old Homer to do much for me. Any guy that would
2: Oh, dear, who can that be? Come in. Hello, Dr.
1: Gamble. Hello, Doctor. Hello, my dear. Hello, McGee. Hi, Doc. May I use your phone? Sure, boy. Just take a nickel off our next bill. <laughs> or I'll drop in your office someday and use the x-ray machine. A waste of time. A waste of time. You're very transparent as you are. Excuse me a minute. Hmm. Hello, operator. whistful Vista 8965, please. Hmm. Trouble some people go to for a free phone call. Hello, Mrs. Clatterhatch. Oh, her again. Dr. Gamble, Mrs. Clatterhatch. What's the latest? He did, huh? Relapse? How much? A hundred and twelve? Why, that's wonderful, Mrs. Clatterhatch. I'm very happy about it. Good night, Mrs. Clatterhatch. Well, that's a fine attitude for a doctor. Glad he had a relapse and very happy because the guy has a fever of a hundred and twelve.
2: Is, uh, Mr. Clatterhatch ill again, doctor?
1: No, he had relapse in the third race at Belmont and had paid hundred and twelve dollars to place. <laughs> I suppose I'll be seeing so much of you two for a while. Isn't this the end of your season? Yes, Doc. Next week Fred Waring takes over. Drop in and listen with us some Tuesday night. I'll do that, my boy. It'll be the first confidential conversation we've had in forty weeks. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> so long, Doc. Good night, Doc. <clears throat> uh, lock the door, Snooky. I'm going to bed.
2: All right. I'm pretty sleepy myself. Yeah. Let's go upstairs. It's been a strenuous day.
1: Ah, uh, you said it. I'd have had to listen to one more of Homer's wall mottos, I'd have scratched a man worthwhile as a man who can smile on the back of his big fat neck.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he wasn't... McGee, do you have to sit on the edge of the bed to take off your shoes?
1: Mm. There are three chairs in the room. If I sit in a chair, I lean back. If I lean back, I go to sleep.
2: I wonder if people know they can hear Fibber McGee and Molly on phonograph records now.
1: You mean those top ten albums sold every place? (laughs) I don't know. Think we ought to mention it?
2: (laughs) Maybe not.
1: Yeah, I guess not. wonder if Jack Benny and Eddie Cantor and Amos and Andy and Archie and Bergen and Burns and Allen mentioned theirs.
2: (laughs) Yes, I I think most of them did. (sighs) Ah! Well, it's been a nice season, sweetheart.
1: That's well, I wonder if we sold much Johnson's wax this year.
2: <laughs> well, people still have floors, furniture, cars, and linoleum. We haven't exactly discouraged them from buying Johnson's wax.
1: I hope not. Oh, well, I'll admit we've made a few mistakes, of course.
2: Everybody makes mistakes. That just proves we're human, in spite of what anybody says.
1: Sure, yeah. <laughs> I may say the wrong thing once in a while. Once
2: but, in a while? You know, and but any time
1: I do, somebody tells me about it.
2: Uh-huh. McGee, you've dropped three shoes. Tell <laughs> thank you for another pleasant year?
1: I did, yesterday.
2: Oh, I wish there was some way to thank all the people who sent us the nice letters and the people who listen every week. I don't know what we'd do without them.
1: I do, but I don't like to think about it. <laughs>
2: What time are you setting the clock for?
1: October 7th.
2: Oh. Good night. Good night, Al.
0: Marla Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's wax products for home and industry, inviting you to listen in again next Tuesday night when you will hear Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.